0: You're listening to a podcast from City Tribe Media. We're an urban tribe who helps people who feel far from God to know Jesus, cultivate freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We're also a diverse tribe who welcomes everyone from bikers to bankers, PhDs to GEDs, every age, race, and walk of life. So whether you're a longtime Christ follower or a spiritual investigator, we hope you're encouraged through our content. Enjoy today's teaching. Good morning, City Tribe, and those of you watching worldwide. My name is Pastor Johnny D. Thank you so much for allowing me to be here. Thank you, Pastor Doug, wherever you are, for trusting me with your pulpit. Thank you, folks, for letting me share with you for a little bit. This morning, we are here in the middle of our spiritual warfare series at City Tribe That's my jam. Spiritual warfare gets me, I'm like vibrating. I'm so excited. Years ago, I used to teach a spiritual warfare class that was about five months long weekly, if we rushed through it. And so I'm about to just go just all over the place with you guys. But as a youth pastor for many years, the good news is I'm gonna give you the punch right up front. Like when I teach my teenagers, I'm like, this is what we're talking today. Bing, bing, bing. So when you go home and your parents are like, what do you talk about? They're like, uh, I was like, that's not my fault, right? So today is pray, obey, change the world. because what's about to happen, I'm about to just we're like blah, just like give you guys a ton of information and you're like, what did we just see? Right? Pray obey change the world write it down text it memorize it however you want to do it that's the point that's the punch for this morning we're talking about spiritual warfare this book is all about warfare praise be the lord who prepares my hands for battle who trains my fingers the scripture says the hebrew scriptures tell us that before we were born god knew you this message this morning is everything is spiritual Everything is spiritual. Once you embrace that, life is different. Everything is spiritual. I've got teenagers that I teach, and I've got seven kids in my home, and they're like, everything, french fries. Are no, I'm not talking about french fries. I'm talking about all of your coming and going. All of the life that you're living is spiritual. Everything is spiritual. It says that before we were born, that he knew us. Where were we? I don't know. What were we? A spirit. Some of our brothers and sisters in the faith call this place the guff. They call the guff where our spirit dwells before we exist. And God comes over and he's like, you, come on out. I'm putting you in a body. You're going down there. Because we were spirit. We're spirit in a skin suit, a soul cage now. And when we die, the, the New Testament, Old Testament, the Hebrew scriptures, the Christian scriptures says our spirit goes on. Everything is spiritual. And when you understand that, when you incorporate that into this fight, because it is absolutely a fight, we start winning. There's a war going on. And if you're not fighting, you're losing. Nobody wants to hear that. If you're not fighting, you're losing. Well, I'm just kind of standing still. You're going backwards and you're losing. This book attests that there is a war going on. There's an agenda unfolding. There are things, there are beings in the spirit world that you don't see, that I don't see. The Holy Spirit, there are angels, there are demons, there are things that are going on that we don't see. But just because we don't see it doesn't mean it's not real. Somewhere on earth right now, there are peoples fighting each other, shooting each other with guns and missiles and rockets and karate chops and lightsabers and force powers, and uh, just because you don't see it doesn't mean it's not real. Just because you don't know that it's going on doesn't mean it's not real. There's a physical war going on that we are ignorant to, but that doesn't mean that it's not real. There is a spiritual warfare that has been waging since the garden. It's time that we embrace it, that we acknowledge it, that we learn how to win, and we get to it. Pray, obey, change the world. That's what we're gonna look at today. Pray, (laughs) obey, change the world. The Holy Spirit, right? God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. I like saying Holy Ghost because it makes people uncomfortable and I love making people uncomfortable. So the Holy Ghost is hard at work working the plan to redeem mankind back unto Himself. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are working. That's the plan. That's the agenda. That is what God is about. When Jesus says, when you're about what I'm doing, what He's about doing is redeeming man back to Himself. That's what the Holy Spirit is doing 24-7, doesn't sleep, doesn't take a break. Then you've got the enemy, Lucifer, Satan, the devil, the demons, the fallen angels. They have their own agenda to torment mankind, to hurt them so he can hurt the Father, to destroy us, to lie to us, to kill us. That goes on constantly. They don't take a nap. They don't take a break. They don't slow down. That's what they're doing. That's why we're going to pray. That's why we're going to obey. That's why we're going to change the world because it will push back. That will push back against the kingdom of darkness, and that will push forward the aden- agenda of the Godhead. Pray, obey, change the world, right? So God, God's spirit never rest. These evil spirits never rest. Let me give you a teeny tiny insight on how the enemy works. And there are other parallels, but this is absolutely a truth. You, either, you either are married, you were married, you're going to get married percentage-wise. I'm married, so I'm going to give you a married person analogy. You can tool it later to fit yourself. This is how the enemy works. But there's a couple. They're in bed. Before they even, even get up, the enemy comes and whispers to one of the people in the bed, let's sleep in today. Let's stay in bed a little longer. Let's hit that snooze bar. Let's just relax and take it easy. And that's okay. That's not evil, right? But it's the enemy's agenda. While you're still in bed, they're all, let's take it easy. Then the enemy comes and tells the other person, this is truth. The enemy tells the other person, let's get up and pray today. And you may be like, wait, why would the enemy want you to pray? Because he knows it's not going to happen. So the enemy whispers into one, let's pray today. So the one who wants to pray rolls over to the one and says, let's rest today. And the one who wants to rest, wants to rest. And the one who wants to pray, wants to pray. And neither one of them get to do what they were going to do. And they both wake up frustrated. That's not the Holy Spirit's work. If you were gonna do something in Jesus' name and it makes you mad, that's not the work of the Holy Spirit. So the person who thought he was gonna start the day out with prayer is now frustrated, gets in his car, starts driving the ho- these evil spirits. Tell the person in front of you, let's eat a cheeseburger while we're driving. Let's text, let's tune in Tokyo, let's do something else. And you're like, just move out of my way. You didn't get to pray. Now you're stuck in traffic. The enemy whispers in your ear, take this exit. It's a shortcut. The enemy knows that there's constant construction off of that exit and you're going to get stuck. So you take the exit. Now you're stuck because there's 50 million construction workers and equipment and you didn't get to pray and you didn't, you're stuck in traffic. You're running late. And then the enemy says, when you get to work, Don't forget about all those copies you have to make. You got to make copies. You got to make copies. You have to make copies. Don't forget about those copies. Because the enemy knows yesterday the copy machine broke. And you get to work and you're like, I just wanted to pray. I just wanted to get here on time. Your head explodes because you can't make the copies that you think are so important that the enemy, and that's how the enemy works on you in ways that don't seem evil, but it's part of their agenda. They're constantly doing things like that. They're constantly, it's like those red string conspiracy theories where everything is connected because the Holy Spirit's agenda is to throw you off your game. The Holy Spirit works in the same way in the reverse, constantly whispering in people's ears, constantly moving things around. But if you don't hear him, you'll never walk in it. That's why we have to pray. Everything is spiritual. Everything is spiritual. Your spirit affects the spirit of people around you. When somebody comes in all crazy mad, you feel it. When somebody comes in a good mood, you feel it. Animals feel it. Animals feel your spirit, right? I'm a beekeeper. Beekeeper scientists say bees know your spirit. I've been beekeeping for eight years and I had the worst accident in eight years. I have millions of bees all over the place. I had the worst accident yesterday because my spirit was off. I know if I'm angry or scared, those bees can sense it. So I never go to bee keep when I'm angry. So yesterday I was on one of my properties. It's a cattle farm. I tried to open up the gate. One of the bulls got out. I got all frustrated. I texted the farmer cow, got out, Sorry. Walked over, got out, stepped into a thorn patch because I didn't watch where I was going. It's was like, Ting! all those Texas thorns that just kill you. And I'm like, Grr! and then I backed into the bee corral, which is surrounded in barbed wire. And I got barbed wire all over the back. And then I said a juicy, nasty word that I shouldn't have said. And I was like, Grr! I'm like freaking out. And I'm like, just take the lid off my sweet little girls. And they are on me like white on rice. I got 20 stings on this leg. I got 20 stings on this leg. I'm running. If you would have been filming, you would have gold. You would have had 10,000 views by dinner last night. I'm running around. Help me, Jesus! Beating these bees off of me. They got up into my jacket, stinging me up the back, into my forehead, up my arm. Because everything is spiritual. These bees that never attack me, never attack me. Did not recognize my spirit. That is a truth. That is a parallel. Everything is spiritual. Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12 For our battle is not against flesh and blood. Your battle is not against your wife. It's not against your husband. It's not against your ex. It's not against your kids. It's not against the Republicans. It's not against the Democrats. It's not against any person or people on earth. If you think about that person that you hate, if you think about those people that frustrates you, that's not your enemy, that's your agenda. God is trying to save them from hell. Stop being ticked off at them. They are not the enemy. I'm not saying they're not irritating. I'm saying they're not the enemy. Our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the world powers of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavens. That's who the real enemy is. This, this is why you must take up the full armor of God so that you may be able to resist in the evil day. And having prepared everything to take your stand. We are in a spiritual fight. We need to be prepared to take our stand. Paul goes on to list the armor of God. And as he closes that thought out, he says, pray, pray, pray. Three times. Anytime something is said by God, an apostle, a disciple, or a prophet, three times, it's like, pay attention, pay attention, pay attention. Move, move, move. Come here, here, here. Paul says, pray, pray, pray. In the Bible, God uses his repetition for, in, for, for emphasis, and unfortunately, too many of our prayers sound more like a grocery list or, or a Christmas list than real prayer. And, and, and I want a purse and I need some more money for my bills and I need my husband to stop being an idiot and I need my wife to listen to me and I need my kids to behave and I need, I need, I need, I need, I need, I need. I don't want to hear that. Prayer is supposed to be like this. There's examples of prayers in the Bible that we can say, and they're not a, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, I'm not doing Spice Girls here. It's not, that's not prayer, right? I wanna hear something crazy. I like crazy things if you haven't noticed already. I wanna hear something crazy. I stopped praying for myself and what I wanted decades ago. Decades ago. I will not pray. Lord, give me this, Lord, do that. Have Heavenly Father, help me there, because he already knows. Because he already knows what I need, right? He already knows what I need. What he said, what Jesus says was, Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all these things will be added to you. I want to focus on this side of prayer. Lord, what do you want me to do? Where do you want me to go? What do you want me to say? Who do you want me to be? And focusing on this side of prayer instead of sitting on Santa Jesus' lap and a bigger car and some more money, you know? Has anybody ever told you their plans and you're like, oh Lord, you think that's going to work? I'm not smart enough. I'm not smart enough to know what's best for me. I'm not. I don't think any of us are, but I'll just speak for myself because it's just me. I'm not going to waste my time praying for what I want and what I think. I'm going to focus on what he's doing and where he wants me to go. And this stuff turns to gold. I've got one of the best marriages I've ever even heard of heard of. I've got seven amazing kids and I'm a knucklehead. I didn't do that. I got seven amazing kids that are just, I'm like, I don't know how that happens. I do know how that happens, right? My business, my beekeeping business is blowing up. I speak in front of tons and tons of beekeepers everywhere and they're like how are you so successful I was all God Almighty the king of the universe and they're like no man I'm talking about technique I was all that is my technique I don't focus on beekeeping I focus on where do you want me to go what do you want me to do what do you want me to say or not say and all the rest of this works out the Holy Spirit wants to guide us in all things I I don't quote a lot of people because we're prone to mistakes because we're flesh. And so outside of the Bible, you don't hear me drop names a lot, but I'm gonna drop you the name of of this giant. His name is E.M. Bounds. If you dare to look him up, E.M. Bounds has forgotten. E.M. Bounds has forgotten more about prayer than I will ever know. He's old school. This quote I'm about to give you can be justified with scriptures all over the place. He says this about prayer. E.M. Bounds says, it lays hold upon God and moves him to interfere in the affairs of earth. It moves the angels to minister to men in this life. It restrains and defeats the devil in his schemes to ruin man. Prayer goes everywhere and lays its hand upon everything. Don't you want to pray like that? I want to pray like that. That prayer moves furniture around instead of, you know, butter, flour, sugar. I don't want to pray for me anymore. I want to pray for those type of things where God's going to interfere with the affairs of earth. I want my prayers to move angels. I want my prayer to restrain and defeat the enemy's schemes. Don't you? Don't you want to win in this spiritual war? Read the book. Cheat. Go to the back. It says we win, it says we win, right? Imagine going to compete, imagine going to compete and they tell you, as long as you follow the rules, you're gonna win. Imagine, as long as you follow the rules, you're going to win. Don't look at the score, don't look at the circumstance, don't look at the crowd, don't listen for the cheers or lack of cheers, just follow the rules and you're going to win. That's what this says. In fact, if you want to get crazy, er, 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 we've already won. We've already won. God exists in yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He's already sitting at the victor's circle with the cup, handing out the ribbons and the trophies. We've already won. We just have to live in it. Prayer helps us do that. It tells you what to say, what not to say. You can pray. Oh, I, 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 I was like, Lord, I'm tired of all this wasted time i get up in the morning and i pray i'm like father tell me when to answer the phone tell me when to respond to a text you know you did you know did you know you didn't have to answer the phone did you know you don't have to return a text people tell me all the time i called you i saw i texted you three times i got it sometimes the holy spirit says don't answer that phone Sometimes the Holy Spirit says, don't answer that text. I'm trying to do something. You know how many times we get in the way of his plans? Have you ever tried to do something and somebody comes to help and they just get in the way? I look, that phone rings and I'm like, yes or no, Lord. And if he says no, now sometimes because of reception or I'm in the bees, I can't get to it. And I'll tell you that. But I'll also tell you the truth. I I called, I saw. God had to do something with you, for you, near you, around you, and I would just be in the way. I was dying. I needed your help. I'm like, you didn't need my help that day because the Holy Spirit didn't say, open it up. Didn't say, say it. He'll tell you the opposite. When you're getting all frustrated, are you ready for this one? He'll tell you, shh. You need to listen to that Holy Spirit when he's telling you that. He'll tell you crazy things if you listen often enough, hard enough. Things that have, when I say have nothing to do with the scripture, I'll give you an example. I pray every morning that I can remember to Father, you better show me where to go. You better tell me what to do. You better tell me what to say, because I'm lost. So our oven broke. I found an oven on sale. I found a coupon online, and I'm going to save me $300 to get this oven. I'm driving on the way to get this oven, and the Holy Spirit says, turn here. I'm like, I'm trying to get an oven. Leave me alone. Turn in here. I'm like, I don't want to go. I'm going to get my oven. Turn in here. I look and it's Lowe's. If you work for Lowe's, I'm sorry. I hate Lowe's. And so I was like, why would I go to Lowe's? He was like, turn in here. <sighs> get in the parking lot, walk into Lowe's. In the entryway is the oven that I was going to get at another store for $150 cheaper than the other one that I already found on sale that I had a thing for because I listened. Because I pray and not just for, I need this and I need this. He knows I never said one prayer about that oven, but because I'm focusing on this, he's like, you know what? Save yourself a little bit of money. Pray, pray. And then when you pray, obey, right? Parents, obey. I've got seven kids. I only had two kids. They were making a mess downstairs. I'm coming down the stairs one day and I'm like, guys, I just need you to do what I'm telling you to do. And I hear the Holy Spirit. Yeah, John. Catch that, parents? You catch that? I just, bosses, employers, right? I just want you to do what I tell you to do. And the Holy Spirit says, (laughs) yeah. Obey. John 14, 15. Jesus is so hardcore. He's so awesome. Jesus preaches in a way that most pastors, not here, are afraid to preach. Jesus says, if you love me, you'll keep my commands. Throw that bomb out there the next time somebody's frustrating you. If you love me, you'll keep my commands. Jesus said that one is for free. If you love me, you will keep my commands in this spiritual war. Our spiritual leader, Jesus, the commander of the armies of heaven. That's out of revelation. The commander of the armies of heaven tells us, if you love me, you will keep my commands. And as simple as this sounds, it's one of the hardest things to do ever is to do what he tells us to do. A lot of the mess that we're in We wouldn't be in if we just simply follow his commands, the Christian scriptures, the New Testament. Jesus is absolutely clear on what he wants you to do and what he doesn't want you to do, what's important and what's not important. A lot of the problems we have with lust and alcohol and money and our tongue and emotions come because we're not following his commands. We know that. We just don't want to do it. We want to hear from the Holy Spirit when we're trying to get a job, when we're trying to get a date, when we're trying to get a dollar, when we're trying to get a clue. We don't want to listen to the Holy Spirit when he says, don't watch that. Don't tune into that. Don't listen to that. Don't read that. You got to take all of it. Pray. Obey. Jesus boiled it down to two things for adult attention deficit hyperactive disorder people like me. I can remember two things. My wife sends me to the grocery store for like milk and bread. I don't need a list. I'm good. I'm gonna sing milk and bread the whole way there. Milk and bread, milk and bread. I walk in the grocery store, milk and bread, milk and bread. I'm going up to the register, milk and bread. Three things, all bets are off. If I don't have a list and she told me three things, I'm coming home with like watermelon, nopalitos, Windex. Where'd she all that, I'm all, mmm, I am all i did not have a list. Jesus knew it. So he says, Jesus said, everything that's ever been said, everything that will ever be said is boiled down to two things. Love the Lord with all your heart, mind, and soul. Love others like yourself. Obey. Love the Lord with all your heart, soul, and mind. Love others like yourself. Obey. Let's go to math, right? Old school math. You get a pie chart. Right, it's a little circle, and you divide it up based on how much time you spend on everything. Get rid of sleeping because we got to do that. Get rid of working or going to school because we should got to do that. Right? Where's the rest of your time? Yeah, where's the rest of your thoughts? Where's the rest of your money? Where's the rest of much the rest of your leisurely things? And not that any of those things are inadvertently evil, right? I don't think it's breaking Jesus's heart when we scroll on Instagram. I think it's a waste of our time when we're doing it for minutes and hours, and we've ignored him all day. When you can regurgitate three reels that made you laugh, but not one scripture that helped you get through the day. When he says, love the Lord with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul. That's what it means with everything that's in you. He didn't say only do that. He just wants to be the focus. He wants to be where your first foot goes. Love everybody with your heart and your love, your love the Lord with your heart, mind and soul. Then he said, love others like yourself. And a lot of people don't understand that because most of us don't realize how much you love yourself. Scientifically, scientifically, not your opinion. The most soothing sound on earth is the sound of your voice, your voice to you. They hooked up all these electronic things and they monitored people and they played all kinds of different voices and all kinds of different music and all kinds of different voices. And when we hear our own voice, our brainwaves are most relaxed. Most of the people that I know who say they hear from God, I say, what does God's voice sound like? And they're like, it kind of sounds like me. Because he wants you to be soothed by his voice speaking to you. We love ourselves so much. We put ourselves first. He says, put others first. Talk to them like you want people to talk to you. Treat others like you want people to treat you. Love him. Love others. Obey. Pray. Obey. Simple, not easy. There's a major difference. Simple, just not easy. When we pray, when we obey, we will change the world. I love crazy scriptures. Acts 17.6 says, when they did not find them, meaning the disciples, they dragged Jason and some of the brothers, other disciples, before the city officials, sorry, shouting, these men who have turned their world upside down have come here too. The first church was so radical in their prayer and obedience to God's guidelines that they were turning their world upside down that city officials were dragging them and be like, these guys are causing craziness. These guys are causing chaos. Nothing is the same when these people show up. It's my prayer. It's my hope. It's my desire that when I get out of bed in the morning, the angels are like, oh, hell, you don't stand a chance today. That the demons, when they see me get out of bed, are like, heavens, we are undone because I want to be a man of prayer and obedience because that will not turn the world upside down. It will put the world right side up and he is counting on us. He is counting on us to do that, to win this victory. Jesus was absolutely a revolutionary. The way he treated women, the way he treated children, the way he addressed the sick and the poor and the marginalized. If you knew Jesus was a Jew who did Jewish things in a Jewish way to Jewish people, and you understood the... the, 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 the circumstance, the atmosphere, the culture of 2000 years ago, you would realize how radical Jesus was. Jesus was so radical. The religious leaders of his day would hear him and rip their clothes. They're like, this guy is crazy. And he's like, I am. And I've got an agenda. And it's not like your agenda. It's not like your plan. This spiritual warfare is turning the world right side out. And we can do it slowly, surely, with our spouse, with our kids, with our jobs, in traffic, out and about. We can be that person when some, where people are like, there's just something about them. And it's that we're about his business because of prayer, because of obedience, just before he left, as Jesus is getting ready to go for good before he comes back the next time. If you look at Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, if you look at the accounts of Jesus' life, and you take what Matthew said he said, and what Mark said he said, just paraphrase a little bit different, but if you put them together, Jesus said this just before he left. All authority is given to me in heaven and on earth, Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded. The Western Protestant church loves go spread the gospel. We have forgotten teaching them to obey all that he commands. That's the discipleship part. Teaching them to to obey all that I have commanded. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. In my name, they will speak new language. They will pick up snakes. If they drink anything deadly, it will not harm them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will get well. When we do what he tells us to do, we win the spiritual war. When we're praying enough That we can hear him say, turn into here. Go this way. Don't answer that phone call. Don't say this. Don't do that. Do go there. When we pray and obey, we will change this world. I'm done. Let me pray for you. Let me pray over you. Let me pray with you. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for sending your son Jesus to come and just shake things up. Father, give us the strength. Send your Holy Spirit to give us the strength and the desire to pray, Lord. Not just asking for what we need, but asking you, what do you need of me? What should I say? Where should I go? What should I do? Who should I be? Father, make us a praying person people to win this spiritual warfare father give us facts made out of iron give us diligent hands focused eyes open ears that we would obey that you would tell us to do something and whether or not we understood it or made sense that we would obey it father so that the result would be a changed world so that people would look at our lives and say I don't know what it is about them but I just want to be about them around them and that thing that is different about us is you You, Holy Spirit, come pour your holy fuel on the embers that are burning in our heart. Pour your holy fuel on the fires that are burning in our heart this morning, that we would turn this world right side up in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for letting me be here this morning and sharing with you two things. City Tribe, if this is your home, this is where you live. We have the opportunity to give today. What you give helps us do everything we do from the kids that are in the cafe next door to this, to our outreach. We've got many ways for you to give. If you're old school, you want to send it through snail mail, you can do that. If you want to give online, you can go to that website. If you want to give in person, there's giving boxes all around the buildings here. If you want to text, you can text it in. When you give, we can expand the kingdom through your financial gifts because that's what it takes to do what we do. Thank you for that. And then one of the most exciting things I'm gonna tell you is, as I say, amen, the prayer team is going to be up here because prayer makes things happen. And if you wanna be prayed for, if you wanna be prayed with, the prayer team will be up here. I'll be down here. We will bless you. We will pray for you and release you to do what God's calling you to do. Thank you, guys. You're dismissed. We're glad you were a part of the tribe today. To further connect with us, Check the City Tribe YouTube channel, iTunes, SoundCloud, Instagram, Facebook, or our website, citytribe.church. May you go from this podcast knowing that you are loved.